So we're kicking off a brand new series today. Did you know that? It's called Filters. Um, so I need to set it up a little bit, just a few disclaimers, okay? I think there's four disclaimers. Let me do the first one. Number one. Everybody say number one. This is a topical series. Uh, now, I'm gonna, it's going to sound really technical. This is like technical preacher stuff, right? Topical means, follow me, that we're going to talk about a topic. Are you with me? Now, that's a style of preaching. Um, I'm mentioning this because sometimes that gets a bad rap. But here's why, disclaimer number two. Because sometimes when people do topical teaching, what they do is they go find verses in the Bible and make those verses fit into the topic to prove what they wanted to say all along. That's super dangerous, okay? So what we're doing is we're bringing a topic to the Bible, and we're saying, hey, God, Teach us truth about this topic. You see what I'm saying? Very different approach, which leads me to number three. This is just a little peek inside the mind of a pastor. Every, so it's easier just to say, hey, let's just, do the, let's just do a study in the book of Colossians or whatever. And we do that from occasion. If you look back at our past teachings, there's a ton of books we've been through. And honestly, as a pastor, that's a little easier because you don't have to wonder or you just study the text, you teach it, you ask God, what, what are you saying through this? But when you come to a topic, it's a little harder because you want to honor number one and two, right? Like you don't want to just go, well, let's find a proof text and just use that one verse to prove what I feel is true, not necessarily what God is saying is true. Does that make sense? So all that to say, man, I just sometimes as a leader, you just know in your I mean, you call it what you want, gut, spirit. I'm just going to say in the part of me that God communicates with, which is my soul, I just, you just know we got to deal with this. we got to talk about this. And it's not always a bad thing. It's just like sometimes the spirit says, now talk about this. And so that's what this is. Like this is a one-month response. My response is your pastor to God saying, I need you to talk about this topic. Make sense? Okay. So number four. That's why grace is required, right? How many of you um, no assembly required? You remember that? Don't you love that? I love. I used to buy, love buying toys. That no assembly was required because I knew I couldn't mess it up. But this is a series where grace is required. It's required in the teaching and it's required in the receiving. Okay, because I promise you, there's going to be times that you're, you'll be like, Ugh, I don't know if I like that. Which is probably why we're talking about it. Have you ever noticed that? The Holy Spirit's like that doctor, right? You know, the, the, the doctors, the medical professionals, you go and say, hey, my arm hurts. And they go, does it hurt now? Does it hurt now? Does it hurt now? And you're like, ow, yes, yes, stop. Right? Sometimes that's how the Holy Spirit is. He just, like, touches things. Like, and you're like, oh, he's, oh, that, yeah, that's the one. Right? So today we're talking about filters. Now, um, we live in a very filtered world. Okay? Um, so let's just, let's just uh, think of this first section. As a matter of fact, today's title is Filters 101. We're just going to talk about filters, figure out how they work, what they are. There are so many different types of filters. I'll just name a couple. They all do, they, they, they do different things in a way, but they all kind of do the same thing. I know that was really confusing. Here, let me give you an example. Air filters. Every now and then, Wendy will say, Paul, change the filter. And I'll pull the air conditioning filter, the HVAC filter, whatever. I'll pull it out, and it's like, you know, this big. And it, you can't, I mean, it's just full of just, I'm just like, where did I come from? It's gross, right? Came from my house. That's scary. So it, it air filters, um, coffee filters. Can I get an amen? Come on, y'all. 
come on. Like we're we're a Keurig family, right? And my our least favorite thing is when you you put the you, you put the cake up in, you put it down. I, I pour cream. You do it however you want. I pour cream into my cup as the coffee is going into the cup. It just it makes it taste better in my head, right? I don't know. It's weird, but anyway, little bubbles on top is fantastic. I know I got to move on, but. I'll do that, I'll walk away, I'll come back and get my cup, and sometimes I take a drink and I'm like, you know, because the grounds are in it. Filters keep that from happening, okay? Um, some, more, some more filters. These are the ones that you're probably most familiar with, like photography filters. Thank you, Instagram, right? So I've got some examples of, I think, three pictures. This is what filters do. They actually, photography filters, when you put them in, they actually block certain hues from affecting certain certain great from affecting the picture and they just give you a completely different look right and filters are so prevalent in our society that you don't even know what is and isn't a filter anymore okay um this one guy i love it sometimes filters they they don't they actually they actually modify a picture this person took the office characters and put the baby filter on their faces isn't this fantastic i love this um your favorite character will pop up eventually in here and what that filter has done, and you've done this, you've opened Snapchat and you've like videoed yourself, right? It's, it's actually modified the picture to make it look a certain way. Um, we're getting close to the end. It'll be my favorite one. You'll love it too because I think the last one is Stanley. He's coming. If you're not into the office, I'm sorry, but these are fantastic. Um, Stanley. Everybody say hello, Stanley. Um, then the other type of filters are filters that overlay an image, okay? They overlay an image um, or a video. And, and I, you, you may have seen this, but a lawyer recently showed the entire world how this type of a filter works. I think we have the interview that they did with him. We're bringing back the old daily click for this one. You may have seen the term cat lawyer trending on Twitter overnight, and it's all thanks to a viral video. If you haven't seen it, check out what happened when an attorney showed up to Zoom court. Okay. I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to uh, uh, take, take We're a trying look. to, we're tr can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, the, it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's, I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. <laughs> I'm not a cat. <laughs> well, joining us now is attorney Rod Ponton. Mr. Ponton, good morning to you. He's not a cat. He's uh, not a cat. You know, when did you first yesterday realize that you owned the Internet? <laughs> Uh, I was having lunch after that uh, hearing, and uh, I was wondering why my phone was blowing up with calls from around the country and around the world. Uh, I didn't know if I was in trouble or what was going on, but I finally figured it out. Uh, you know, I think I, I, I got as big a laugh out, out of it as everybody else. Oh, we needed the laugh yesterday, uh, <laughs> Mr. Pontin. And walk us through what happened, that, that filter. How did, how did that get up there, and did you ever figure out how to get it off? <laughs> Uh, I had to get the judge's help to get it off. I was uh, a county attorney in a very large county, the fourth largest county in Texas. I had to come to a city of Presidio, to a remote city, to do some business. And so I was using my secretary's computer. She's got a young daughter, 
And I don't know how the filter got on there. <laughs> We've all been there. It could have been a unicorn. Oh. <laughs> Can you control it? Can you be a cat right now? <laughs> Can you become a cat right now? Do you know how to turn it on? <laughs> so I don't have the filter on right now, but uh, okay. it certainly uh, made my day. Well, it made a lot of people's, uh, where are my quotes? There were some great quotes online. People were so relieved. Other lawyers were thanking you, saying basically, <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, Ron. <laughs> hey. You can see Alan Hoda, Mr. Ponton. Yeah, now cat. they have their cat filters on. Uh -huh. People were amazed, Mr. Ponton, that you were still ready to, <laughs> to litigate that case as a cat. You were prepared to move on. Is that true? Well, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> it can happen to anybody, but yesterday, it, it, dang sure happened to me. Well, this is fun. It's fun. It's real fun to it's do. It's been a long year, and you provided all of <laughs> us with you. a much-needed smile That's yesterday. So bye thank bye. you, Mr. Pond. We appreciate your He's time. Not thank you. <laughs> He's not a cat. He's not a cat. For a moment, I'll let him laugh at myself. Oh, good. It was a lot of fun. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, A lot of respect to you, that's for sure. Hope you won your case. <laughs> so, filters. Some filters are bad. Some are good. Some are neutral, right? And we just talked about some let hues in. Some keep coffee grounds out. Some make you famous on the Internet. So can we just boil it down like this? Here's what all filters have in common. Filters change the way we see what we see. Okay? That's your big idea today. It's also your big idea probably for the whole series. I just want you to remember that phrase. Filters change the way we see what we see. This is really critical as we go forward. I want to make sure you get the difference. Filters do not change what we're seeing. They change how we see what we see. Okay? They change how we interpret what we see. Let me give you a quick example. Um, James Dobson uh, founded Folks on the Family. Um, he tells the story of when he was an intern, he was working in a mental health clinic, and his job was to help a man who believed that he was dead. Now, he didn't believe that James Dobson was dead. The man thought he personally was dead. And so James Dobson, like, was always trying to communicate, like, There's no, you're actually not dead. You're alive. He tried everything. No matter what he did, this man always was like, no, I'm dead. I'm dead. And finally, James Dobson said to him, let me ask you a question. Do dead men bleed? And the man was like, no. No, dead men do not bleed. And James Dobson grabbed that man's hand, pricked it, squeezed the blood, showed it to him and said, there, what do you think about that? And the man went, wow, dead men do bleed. That is a filter. That's the way filters work. Filters change how we see what we see. And it's really important that we understand that all of us have filters. Here's why. Because, this is true, filters are usually invisible to us but obvious to others. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed how quickly you can tell the other person's filter but you can't see your own? And so here's a couple filters I'd like us to bring to the series from Scripture. Philippians 1, 9 and 10. Here's what Paul said, and this is my prayer. So he's praying it for the Philippian church but we also know it's a prayer for us, right? That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. 
He's praying about how they see. So that you may be able to discern, which means you're able to rightly understand what you're seeing, what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Jesus Christ. John 16, 13, Jesus talking to his disciples said this, but when he, the spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. The part I want you to get there is the Holy Spirit leads us into truth. And as we sit here the next three or four weeks under the teaching about filters, because of the reality that it's often hard to see our own filters and easy to see your filter, if we don't have the Holy Spirit leading us into truth, opening our eyes so we have deeper insight so we can discern, then we're never going to see our own filters. And we've got to see our own filters. My first prayer is that we would realize that we all have filters. And listen, that alone will be a game changer in your life. If you would just realize, if we would just realize that I have a filter and everything I receive comes through that filter. If we just realize that, that would change everything for us because it would make us more humble in the way that we talk to people and interact with people. Proverbs 15, 23. Man, I love this. This is what happens when we can understand our filter, understand your filter. Listen to how that can change communication and why that's so important. Proverbs 15, 23 says this, everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. Can you agree? Have you ever said the wrong thing at the wrong time? Have, has somebody ever said the wrong thing to you at the wrong time? Yes. And it's because we all are processing things through filters. And if we're not aware of our own filters, sometimes we'll say the they're not the worst things, they're just the worst time things, right? So realize that we all have filters. And the reason why that's so important is because if we don't realize that we all have filters, we can fail to recognize the danger of filters. So let's talk about this, the second point, the danger of filters. Um, we got, can we show, just take, throw some of those other pictures up there. Um, these are just beauty filters. These are the kind of things that you see probably on Instagram or Snapchat all the time. And this is just before and after, right? So this is somebody that's like taking a picture normally. They're showing what they look like when they, when they put a filter on. And the reason why I want you to see this is because this seems very harmless, doesn't it? But do you know what's, do you know what's happening right now? They're especially seeing this happen in the U.K. And eventually it will work its way to America. There are people that are walking into plastic surgeons' offices, and they're holding up a filtered picture of themselves and asking for them to give them surgery and make them look like that permanently. There's, um, I, it's called body dysmorphia, and it's a condition where because everything is so perfect in fake land, you become hypersensitive to your own faults in real land. This is why you compare yourself to people on social media and feel horrible about yourself because you're seeing their filtered highlight life and you're comparing it to your real, unfiltered life. This is a real problem. This, this one doctor in the U.K., he said that um, a, a woman had gone on a blind date. And when she sat down with her blind date, the blind date looked at her and said, you don't look anything like your picture. And so she brought that picture 
to the plastic surgeon and said, make me look like that. And he said, I can't. I th- this was his exact quote. He said about that picture, it was flawless without a single marking of a normal human face. And he said this to her. If that's the version of yourself that you're putting out there, you're going to be disappointed. Because real life can't live up to that. This is huge, y'all. This is a danger of filters. And the danger is that filters blur the lines of reality. Now, I know what you're thinking. I didn't come to church this morning to learn why I shouldn't use a Snapchat filter, right? So let's bring this into our walk with Jesus. Filters in spiritual land are just as dangerous. Let's just take one example. Um, Let's use the filter of offense. (sighs) Right? So if you are processing everything through the filter of offense, it may start very innocently, like, you had a conversation, I'm, this never happens with us, so I'll just, like, when did I have a conversation, and it doesn't go well, and I walk away hurt and offended about what she said, right? We've all been there, haven't we? I'm not just the only one. Well, if we deal with it there, it's over. Filter's gone. But if I hold on to that filter, then it spreads. I don't even realize it. And it starts to blur what's real and what's not real. And so the next time that I come to church and Wendy is over in the corner having a conversation with one or two people and one of them happens to look at me while they're talking and then they all start laughing, what am I convinced that they're talking about? Me. That's a filter. They could be making plans for lunch. They could be planning a surprise party for me. They could be talking about how they won the lottery and are going to give me a cut of it. There's so many possible good things that could be happening, but I walk away mad, convinced that they're talking about me because I'm filtering everything through the filter of offense. Do you see the danger of filters now? This is huge, y'all. And this is dividing the church left and right. Not necessarily our church, but the church. This is why you can post something on social media that's very innocent to you and come back a day later and realize that people had a fight about it. You're like, what? How'd they, how'd they get that out of that? Because they viewed your post through their filter. The danger of filters is that they blur reality. And as we go through this series, this is what's going to happen. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to all of us the filters that we have. I'm going to pick a few and we'll talk through them. But listen, don't come here on Sundays expecting me to tell you your filter. That's the Holy Spirit's job, right? As a matter of fact, (laughs) most people come to church praying for the pastor to tell everybody else their filter. Because they still can't see their own. Which is why on week one, the biggest thing I pray you take away from this is, God, you said that the Holy Spirit would lead me into all truth. So guide me into all truth. And the great thing about the Holy Spirit is he's also the comforter. So when he guides you into all truth and you see it, he's there to comfort you when you do. And for some of us, I think about Paul on the um, road to Damascus. He fell off his, what, he fell off what he was riding on. He got struck. He couldn't see. And then remember when Ananias went and he prayed for him and it said something like scales fell from his eyes. I'm praying that God would defilter us like that. 
that we would have our eyes opened, not so much to everybody else, but to us. So, Romans 12, verse 3, Paul writes this in a New Living Translation. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Now, that should make us sit up a little closer, right? Somebody that God used to write half of the New Testament is going to now give us a warning, and here it is. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. What Paul's saying is, y'all, everyone has filters. And I'm praying, I'm warning you, be honest in how you see yourself. Realize that you're seeing the world through a filter. And ask the Lord to reveal to you what it is. And I told you at the beginning, some filters are good and some filters are bad and some filters are probably neutral. But all of us are seeing through filters. I'm sure, again, that the Holy Spirit will show you some. I'll just give you a short list of things that need to be removed from the believer's life. You ready? These are all filters. Every one of these filter how we see things. Filters change how we see what we see. And every one of these will do this, right? Shame is a filter. Pride is a filter. Religion is a filter. Racism is a filter. The fact that some of you right now went, he said the racism word, I can't believe it. That's a filter. Fear is a filter. Offense, we've already talked about it, a filter. Y'all, politics is a filter. As a matter of fact, for most of this series, I'll be preaching to the choir. Because people who have really struggled with the filter of politics probably aren't going to be here. Because things weren't said the way they thought they should be said based on their filter. It's all about filters. Victim mentality is a filter. Poverty mentality is a filter. Do you see this? These are all ways that we interpret what's going on in our world. We'll pick on politics for just a second, and then we'll close it out. That's a good thing to do, right? Yeah. I, I, I just read a book. Um, it was specifically about millennials, which I just love. I love millennials and Gen Z. Love them. Um, God has such great plans for these generations, right? But in the book, he made the statement that for the first time in the history of history, five generations are alive at the same time. Five generations. And not just like we could go, well, that's just about age. No, every generation is a different perspective because every generation has experienced drastically different things. That's five filters right there. That, that everything I say, depending on which generation you're in, you're receiving it and seeing it through a filter. That's daunting, y'all. When it comes to politics, you know, you know how you'll know that you have a filter? If you can never celebrate what the other party did right. I'm not, be, I'm not really not being political. It's just, an, it's just an observation. If you can never actually say, I didn't vote for that guy, but that was a good move. I so appreciated um, leaders that I saw on social media when it was hotly, hotly debated. So many people back and forth with their opinions. And, like, I just knew that they weren't happy with um, our last president. You just knew they weren't happy. But 
But when an accord was struck for peace in the Holy Land, they were the first to get on there and say, like, I don't really like this guy, but that was a good move. See, that's what it's like to, to ask God to remove your filter, to be able to speak good of people that you might not even like. That's a filter. Some of the filters that we'll ask God to, because I want us to pray for God to remove filters and then replace them. There are good filters. Humility is a great filter, right? When we can receive with humility, when we can see with humility, compassion is a wonderful filter. And we'll talk about that as we go through this, this series, how Jesus saw the crowds and was moved with compassion, right? Other examples of filters in the Bible. Remember when the kids came to Jesus and the disciples were like, they were like the crabby adults we all grew up with in church, right? They were like the deacons who never smiled. They were like, get out. You know, <laughs> like pointing their fingers at them, you know. Like, they were just kids. We read the story, it's like, they're just kids. Like kids running to Jesus, playing. The way they saw the kids revealed their filter. It didn't change that there were kids running. Kids were running. That was reality, but the filter blurred their reality. So the disciples saw a hindrance, and Jesus saw the kingdom. Do you see what I'm saying? This is why it's so critical that we say to God, like, help me know my filter. Like, I'm, and I promise you, your life will be better if you just live aware of your filter. Even if you haven't changed it yet, right? Just aware of it. Like, oh, that's why I see what I see. As a matter of fact, I just bought a Hyundai Elantra. Yay. Woohoo! It's the almost man car, apparently. I don't know, but I just bought a Hyundai Elantra. Guess what? I didn't realize how many people had Hyundai Elantras. That's hard to say. They're everywhere. But they were everywhere before I bought mine. But when I bought mine, I removed a Fusion filter and replaced it with a Hyundai filter. And now I see them everywhere. And the fact that I now see them everywhere is an actual filter. We'll talk about that in the weeks to come, how it just changes the way that we see things. So the reason I say that, and then we've got to close, is because if you have the offense filter, you're going to see offense everywhere. But if you allow God during the series to remove your offense filter and replace it with forgiveness, which is also a filter, you're going to see opportunities to forgive everywhere. And when you do forgive, you're going to receive peace, reconciliation with God and with man. It's all about the filter. Removing one, replacing it with another. Now, at this point, you either want to come back or you want to throw things at me. I don't know which one. Um, I just know that we're supposed to dig our way through this series over the next few weeks and talk about some of the filters that I mentioned earlier. While, while the Holy Spirit talks to you about some filters that I'll never mention. And so here's how we're going to end this morning on week one. I want us to read Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24 together. Yes, together. Out loud, y'all. Tell the person next to you that means you have to use your mouth. 
out loud, right? You've got to push this through your mouth. We're gonna, people are going to hear you. It's okay. We'll put the words up on the screen. I want us to read it from the message translation. Now, the message is a translation. Y'all know that, right? It's not word for word from the Bible, but it's a great way. Sometimes, sometimes when I'm studying for sermons and I, I get to the end, I'm just like, man, I want to see what the message says. And I read this in the message. I just think it's perfect for what we're going to talk about for the weeks to come. I want us to read it, but I want you to read it as a prayer. I want you to read it as a prayer from you to the Lord. This is what you're asking him to do for the next three weeks. Okay? Can we get it up there? Are we? All right. Look at that. All on one screen. Everybody say, good job, Russ. He killed that, right? He's no, you never see him. He's in the back. He just killed it. So there you go. I'll give you a second to kind of take it in, make sure you can pronounce all the words. It's the message. It can't be that hard, right? And this is going to be what we pray. This is what we're praying about ourselves, y'all, that, that we would get a clear picture, right? This is what we want God to do over the next three weeks. And I believe that if we come humbly to him and say, Lord, investigate me. Remove my filters. Show me how to replace them with your filter. Give me a Philippians 4.8 filter, right? Whatever is true, whatever is good, whatever is, like, help me see the world like that. Then then not not only will this change us the next three weeks, it's going to change our city. Because we're going to walk out of here like big tippers, right? Because we'll have a filter of generosity instead of a filter of poverty. I can give more because God's going to take care of me. Anyway, is that what your appetite enough? Are we good? Okay, you're like, yes, just stop. You're so honest. You were honest with your eyes, I could tell. All right, so we're going we're gonna to read this together. You ready? Have, I, have I gotten you ready? Are you prepared? Yes? Okay. Should we do it with an accent? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let's read it with our Australian accent. Chase fries, please. Chase fries. All right, so just in your regular southern accent, we're going to read it together. Ready? Here we go. Investigate my life. Oh, God. life. Yeah, so God, we just pray that together. And we trust, Lord, that because filters change the way we see what we see, we know this, God, that over the next few weeks when we come humbly to the Word, when we come boldly as your children to you, you're going to give us your filter. You're going to help us see the world and see ourselves the way you do. And for those that are in the room and are scared to pray this prayer because they're like, oh, God, if, if, if God shows me how he really sees me, I don't think I can handle that. Man, I pray against the filter of shame in their life because you're not trying to remove filters so we see how bad we are. You're trying to put a filter in place so that we see how good you are and how much you love us. God, you're going to do amazing things in us and through us over the next few weeks. And I thank you, God, that we can trust your word to reveal who we are, who you are, and how you want us to interact with one another. I pray, God, that you would just let the spirit of God flow in this series. God, move in our hearts as we come to your word each week. In your name, Jesus, amen.